0: Today we're going to be discussing uh, 1997's Good Burger, and the, uh, this is the synopsis. Two dim-witted teenagers are forced to save the fast food restaurant they work at from going out of business, despite a new and improved burger joint opening across the street that want to be the top dog in the fast food industry.
1: Want Directed... sick. Yeah. Uh,
0: that is just IMDB's, you know, misspelling, and, uh, the director is Brian Robbins. Uh, starring uh, Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell
1: Hey guys, welcome to the Kids Table uh, This week we are discussing Good Burger As Matt just informed you uh, Matt, you want to say hello again? Hello
0: there guys
1: um, and to discuss Good Burger, a movie from, what are we, 96 now? 97. 97. Oh my god, we've been doing so much 97 lately. Have we? Yeah, I think we have, because we had Steel and we and had Space Jam. Space Jam. Yeah, and there was one other one in there.
0: Wow, oh. and also, uh, spoilers, but Shaq gets around. Yeah,
1: Shaq is back! <laughs>
0: Shaq is back.
1: <laughs> um, but so this week, so we're going to be discussing Good Burger, and we're going to be discussing it with our guest, and would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Hi, I'm Gita Jackson. I am a staff writer for Kotaku and a recent New York transplant so that's why I'm here.
1: Yay, we have a guest this week. Our, I think our audience prefers a guest. <laughs>
0: yeah, sometimes when we talk it just sort of like dies a sort of heat death as we're speaking. Yeah.
2: Well, when you have two friends in the same room, often it becomes the like in-joke show and I know some people really like that in their <laughs> podcasts, but I'd certainly prefer it when I understand the jokes that are being
0: told. Well, fair point, fair point. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my first question is, since this was a uh, dealer's choice, why why Good Burger?
2: That particular day, it was actually, I had been playing Parappa the Rapper Remastered, and I started thinking about stuff I liked from 96 and 97, and um, I actually had like i looked for some reason looked up the soundtrack for good burger mm-hmm. which is uncommonly good it's out
0: of this world oh you guys are gonna have to tell me about good. this because
2: i didn't know No parliament's on it
1: okay that makes sense because george clinton is in this it, movie playing
2: a, a cover of that's that police song about a prostitute yeah yes. That police song about a prostitute. A really appropriate song for a children's movie. Okay. B- I believe we call them sex workers now. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. Sorry. Uh, we
0: call them women of the evening. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay, Matt. That was all. That was Matt.
2: <laughs> um, and then also, like, it's Less Than Jake does the We're a Dude song, which is right. actually a fucking jam. Right, this and how Mitchell's vocals
0: work. I know. Like, he kind of, like, <laughs> seamlessly fits into the Less Than Jake roster.
2: Yeah, oh, it's incredible. And I... Th- <laughs> The movie, like, let's maybe get this out of the way. This movie, not good. The soundtrack, though, like, kind of worth watching the movie for. Yeah, the
0: soundtrack kicks, and it, and it also like that was one of the notes I made about the movie in general. It's like a full on movie, and the but the soundtrack how it underlines stuff in mm-hmm. the movie mm-hmm. is bizarre. Like, it sort of just like fades in and out of scenes, and like the farce or the the um, the lesson Jake Kel uh, song just sort of like. I feel like it kicks in randomly all the time. Yes. Well, that is
1: the theme song like from all that. Like he would drum that out. Okay, you do. Okay. Because he would like drum that out on the cash register on the show quite often.
2: (laughs) So this movie was born out of a sketch from all that Nickelodeon's um... SNL? SNL. Their sort of sketch show for kids. Yes. Um... I remember all that actually being funny. Oh, it's great. Yeah, I think I've gone back and watched some sketches from all that and they do kinda of pander to children around the age of ten. Right. But yeah. at the same time there's like solid comedy writing and performances in them. Definitely. Um What was Keenan Thompson's other character where he's in the bathtub? Oh, I oh Pierre fun. Pierre Escargo. <laughs> god. Here, <laughs> Husker that was a really good sketch. Yeah. It
0: was really good. And then Bag and Sag and Berry was my other favorite yeah. one. Okay, but I wait. Like
2: Pizza Face also. Who yeah, was in the so, movie.
0: Who yeah. was in
1: Good Burger. Yeah. Pizza, Pizza Face. was
0: disconcerting as
2: hell. Yeah. Like, oh my yeah. god.
1: Okay, but wait. Before we dive in, and we will contextualize uh, Good Burger further, but I just wanted to... Uh, Get back quickly to a discussion that we had on our last episode that we had a surprising amount of engagement with.
0: Yeah, what was the numbers on people who voted?
1: I think it's uh 144. We put up a quick Twitter poll uh, to help Matt and I settle a debate from our last move from our last movie, Sidekicks, starring uh, Jonathan Brandis and, and Chuck Norris and Chuck Norris. Um, and that movie features a scene where kids have to climb a rope in gym class, which is a thing that I thought was not real, and I put up a poll on Twitter, and, um, apparently it's a real thing.
0: What's the, what are the numbers? What are the hard numbers we got about it? So, we had 147 votes. N equals 147, uh, (laughs) size.
1: Fucking nerd. Percentage
0: percentage being.
1: Um, 56% of you said yes uh, the rope in gym class, at least in public school, between the years 1990 and 1999 were a real thing, and you had to climb it. So 56% of you said yes, and 44% of you said no. Um, right. I'm shocked.
0: Which is like, yeah, I mean, that's that's right down the middle. Not exactly, but it's like pretty closely split in half. Yeah. yeah you, you they, said-
2: they ha- I went to private school, and they did not make us climb this rope, because I think a... In years, you know, before us, a so I, uh, a parent complained and was like, "Hey, y'all, this is incredibly fucking dangerous." It's don't so sure dangerous. It yeah, all they did was put mats on the ground and like, you if a child falls, neck. they'll die. Like that's mats don't yeah. matter. Demas- like, <laughs> that was not gonna help us out. Right. But when my brother went to went the same school, I think when he was in gym, he had a climate. And I, they, they kind of left it up there as, like, I as assume a warning. Like, I don't really know why it was there. They didn't take it threat? down. A threat, yeah.
0: maybe. I also had the rope, but it was either hanging weirdly just in a corner, or it was, like, sort of draped over the banisters in the ceiling of the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we also never, never used it. But it was there.
1: Yeah, a lot of people talked about the rope and the accompanying, like, cargo net that would sort of be artfully draped across the gym ceiling. Yeah. Which yeah. is also a thing that we just didn't have in my gym i'm very
0: just relics of a bygone era man
2: yeah i but i I just my school's building was built in like 1970 so i'm just confused about why it was so in sync with like a lot of these other schools that were built like it's it's (laughs) i guess maybe it's an, an aesthetic of schools like that they thought they must have this weird netting and shit but I don't I don't know. I just yeah, I that like it just never it never came up.
0: I never used a rope, but I did get to do bow and arrow, like archery shit. They
2: didn't let us do that because they thought they thought that we were too irresponsible and we would kill someone. Oh,
0: I'm sure you were. They let yeah. us until someone did I hope accidentally shoot somebody with a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow.
1: This is this is fascinating. We had fencing. We didn't even have the bow and arrow. Well, okay. Okay. I would have killed if done fencing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, literally, would have killed. If <laughs> the best fencing team in New Jersey. All uh, right. So yeah. That's
2: and quite a statement.
1: No, it it literally. It's uh our Ibtihaj uh, Mohammed was our fencing oh, captain.
2: Oh
1: wow. I don't know what that fencing, means. Fencing. Oh um she's a member of the uh, 2016 Olympic team.
2: Whoa. Yeah.
1: Foil or saber? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And you're missing one. Epe. Epe. Shit.
0: That's a crossword clue often. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Okay. Wait, can I just go down the, um, the Good Burger soundtrack really quick? Yeah. Yeah. Because it does kick and it's got a lot. It It's got got fucking Tracy Spencer, The Far Side, Warren G, Less Than Jake, Presidents of the United States. Awesome. Peaches. Yep. Red Cross. Dayla Soul.
2: Dayla Soul also did a song for *Parappa the Rapper* too, which is incredible. Yes,
0: Thousand <laughs> Clowns*, a little lesser known. Uh, and then George Clinton and the Digital Underground. Like,
2: part of me
1: feels bad that George Clinton, like in 1997, felt that he had to do a song for *Good Burger*. But on the other hand, one could argue that like all that which *Good Burger* takes its pedigree from was known for its spectacular it musical had guests.
2: Uncommonly good musical guests. Yes. Like really hitting a lot of good musical like uh, trends before they really hit the mainstream radio yes. and because this was a show that really got caught up in um that sort of 90s diversity kick mm-hmm. um it had a lot of quote-unquote urban music yes um i remember Aliyah was on here Aliyah like they're... age ain't nothing but a number era Aaliyah. yeah
1: like diddy was on there like i think before he was known as diddy yeah um and they all
2: happily did clean performances of their songs yeah, yeah. or
1: at least clean or nickelodeon yeah cut that shit down yeah. um Mary J. Blige was on there. Nas, like, can you imagine Nas reporting on a not. kids on a kids show? <laughs> I like, know. that's crazy. Ridiculous. But
2: I guess they all kind of saw the value. It was a show that had so many black cast members. Yes. So yeah. I guess they kind of all saw the value in uh, celebrating that culture for. For children. Carillo mm-hmm.
0: did the intro to their spin-off show, yeah,
2: too. Yeah, to yeah. Keenan and Cal. And, and
1: TLC did the intro to all that, that which is, is crazy. Like, TLC was maybe, like, one of the biggest selling girl groups, like, of that era. And
2: yep. they did
0: the theme song to a TV show. I
2: know. It's ridiculous. Also,
0: do you, to your memory or knowledge, can you think of any other variety, SNL-style variety show sketch show? Geared towards that age group ever again.
1: I mean, I think Mad T- Mad TV was
0: not geared towards
2: that like age all group, that kids but it was like for an edgy sixteen year old. Exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And
2: like all that felt edgy. I think it really was mostly but because, you because of the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Enough, you know. Yeah,
0: there are a couple moments in Good Burger that were like innuendos and shit that were like kind of mm-hmm. edgy.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the mere fact that the female love interest like theme song is Roxanne. Yes, yes. Just, Like that's a
0: lot the the like weird like call girl that they hire yeah. yeah
1: carmen electra
0: was it carmen that's electra? carmen Electra are you sure i thought yeah. it was and then i like didn't... that's
1: that's carmen electra okay yeah she looked a lot older then than she looks now
0: right and kel then is proved to be yet again the one of the first mainstream asexual protagonists of a movie
2: <laughs> <laughs> wait what are you black street and a tribe called quest that's crazy are also part of the no they are uh musical guests and all that
0: yeah
1: and like drew like drew Hill performed tell me on a children's show i'm sorry that's just
2: <laughs> i know my... i'm looking at this and it's insane we're just looking at a list of the musical guests now and it's ri- it's ridiculous
1: i can't believe that my mother would
2: have like would have they let have me listen to tell Erika me Badu. on and on
0: Jesus, yeah.
2: <laughs> what? this was Real! Oh my God! a Busta! I can't believe they allowed Busta anywhere near children.
1: Missy Elliott performed "The Rain" on this show.
2: Oh my God!
1: And then Sugar Ray in the same series.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they gotta throw one out for yeah. the white kids. Sh- Sugar <laughs> Ray
1: performed "Fly" in the same season. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but there were some Robin early adopters also. They had Show Me Love. Yeah, Robin? Yeah. Really? yeah, yeah.
1: That's, I, this isn't That him, was a but... huge,
2: actually, Show Me Love was a huge Nickelodeon hit. It was a very mm. popular song amongst youngsters because it is yeah. really inoffensive and she has a great sort of smooth sounding voice and it was like, you can tell... That now you can tell now comparing Show Me Love to uh, her more recent stuff that it was completely a record like a label mandated. Oh, song.
1: completely. <laughs> <laughs> she
2: like I'm imagining
1: the Robin now with, like coupled with that song makes no sense whatsoever.
2: Yeah. I like, think you can see like she still has the short butch girl haircut, right? But like that was the, as much as she was like allowed to be herself. It really sad. <laughs> Wait,
0: Kendra, did you yes. have like? further did you say that you did some sort of like uh independent research into nickelodeon's casting practices oh i mean i
1: I was trying to so there's a really good book slimed um it's an oral history of nickelodeon that came out a few years ago um and i was trying to look up i thought i had my kindle with me and kindle lets you do all that nerdy highlighting shit yeah and i had done all that i didn't have my kindle with me but there is some really Interesting stuff if you read that book about the casting process. Um, not just for all that, but also for uh, Wild and Crazy Kids. I don't know if you remember yeah. that show. Um, and then also, Hey Dude. Their, oh, man. Their bud ra- What do you call that? A dude. Ra- oh, a dude ranch. Dude ranch, yeah. Yeah. And also, um, oh my God, what's their camp show? Salute Your Shorts. Salute oh, Your Shorts, yeah. Amazing. And just like how uh, their process and like, how much diversity they wanted to have? I can't remember the details, but there are some interesting things about that in that book. If you go find it, so is
0: it more like? Is it more like a really rigid quota system? Yeah, they had of they had to... a quota. Okay. Yeah, but it feels like yeah. I don't know. It, it, it you you're right though. Like the amount of like at least musical artistic talent that was like excited to then I don't know. Yeah. At, though, to supply their names to this thing. If cause...
1: you think about the shit that then surrounded all that
2: and all that came on snick. Uh. <laughs> i remember snick yes. i remember demanding that my family allow me to watch snick which oh, they did yeah. very nicely do oh yeah yeah was my parents
0: stick stickly shit or no, no that was that the was, summer
2: that was in yes. the afternoon their summer thing yeah snick
1: was s-n-i-c-k right not to be confused with SNCC. the group that then helped you know the civil rights movement in the south by registering black voters also snick <laughs> <What? laughs>
0: I got that confused. Please, please keep those two clear.
1: <laughs> no, I just remember like when I was younger, I actually did get those two confused ones. <laughs> anyway, um, so but if you could think about the shows that all that was surrounded by, which would have been like, turn that off. Sorry, guys. Um, which would have been
2: and Alex, Alex Mack, Mac, yeah.
1: Space Cases. That
2: show was actually low key extremely good. Yeah. Just FYI.
1: And then like there was one other show that now I can't. Remember. But they were all like kind of equally as diverse, but not as in they would have like one black character. Like Alex Mac's best friend was black. Yeah. What Um, was that?
0: Alan Alien? What was that? Yes.
1: Oh, um. Fuck, what is that called? Journey to Alan Strange. Alan Strange. Alan Strange? Yeah.
0: He didn't have a belly button?
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: Do you know what I'm
2: talking about? Is that no? The guy without a belly button—that's Kyle XY, which was no. That's
0: a also show. yeah. Kyle that's X5, also true, though. That's also another yeah. alien. One
2: what? I'm okay, calling. that's weird. That's a weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't think there would be two do without a belly button shows. Hey,
0: I, if, I, you, if you're not the Coneheads didn't have them either. If oh, you're, if you're not born of a terrestrial umbilical bound mother.
1: Fair <laughs> point. Okay, fair, fair. Um, but yeah, so like, I feel like the diversity on all that point being is was a was more natural, mm-hmm. honestly. Little... They
2: seemed like they were friends instead of uh, young child actors being instructed to act like they're friends.
1: Yeah. Um, and so some of the actors from all that, other than Keenan and Kel, did appear in the movie that we watched this week, Good Burger. One of them was, I believe, Josh Server, who yes. was
2: Pizza Face. Yes,
0: He was a server. Yeah, I
2: yeah. had a crush on Josh me Server. Me too. Before I really understood what crushes were, yeah. I just was like, I really wish that they had him in more sketches so I could continue looking at him. Uh, the most
1: innocent of crushes.
2: Yeah, it was really... I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know what a sex was, but I did know that he made me feel really warm. <laughs> um...
1: So Josh Rowe is in this movie. Also Laurie Beth Dinberg. Yes. Of, uh, she's great. She's
2: fantastic. She's hilarious. It's kind of too one of bad. The,
0: one of the best. What?
2: Yeah. Where is Laurie Beth Dinberg? She tried to do uh, more acting after all that and uh she is this is before people really recognized that like female comedians can be funny, but also she's a bigger girl. Right. And so she had to deal with a lot of fat phobia. You see her in a couple of movies as an adult playing the, like, fat girl that gets made fun of for being fat. And it's really unfortunate because she is incredibly, incredibly funny.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. At, at a young age, too. Like, yeah. she was on point, like, what was it? Factual information?
2: Yes, 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 yes. And it was, like, this real controlled rage humor thing that was going on. Like, yeah. very much appealing to the children's sense of, like, lol, so random. Random is funny. But also, like, it was a performance that was, kind of, like, pitch perfect for, like, just a person who's super mad and trying to contain it. Which is like a very complex idea for a young child actor, right? To, yeah, you know.
0: and but felt born of experience, yeah. Too, yeah, which is why she kind of nailed it.
1: Yeah, yes. What I would not have guessed is that she's over ten years older than me. Like that's actually surprising. She was yeah. born in 1976, and mm-hmm. I always I thought of her and I as more of contemporaries. Yeah,
2: I did also, or maybe like a few years older than me. Ten yeah. years is like a lot of years. Yeah, she's
1: 12 years older than me. That's bizarre to think but of she's still
2: very young it's just sort of weird to me also to think of to find myself thinking of her career as being over when she's like maximum like 37 and years old and i
1: think over is kind of fair because the last i mean she was on the steve harvey show for a really long time um which i do remember she oh my god she bullet head it was her a guy named Bullethead. <laughs> And someone else. There was the bullet head was the white guy and then there was a black guy whose name I can't remember. But they were actually really funny together. They were a funny trio. But since then she has not had a a
0: solid
2: Role. She didn't hit the female comedian zeitgeist. She yeah. was way too early, and that's really too bad. Well, she was a talent. In that I want
0: way, I glorious comeback.
2: Yeah, um, in that
1: way,
0: she's kind of similar to Kel Mitchell. Yeah, um, but Kel Mitchell—what happened
2: to that dude?
0: We we did super cursory yes. l- research beforehand, as we always do. He <laughs> seems to be—I mean, like he's been divorced that's about the biggest twice that's about the biggest hardships we registered
2: kendra yep. one time you said to me of a man i trust him about as much as i trust a basketball player and kel mitchell's face projects that to me <laughs> did i say that you to you did actually say that to me <laughs> that was a, a sentence you said to me and i remembered it my entire life now <laughs>
1: What oh, was that? Shit. Oh, those are, that's right. It's fine. Yes, um, that sounds like something that I would say. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, because I consider basketball players, like, uh, No, they're shady. They're yeah,
0: shady. They're stuff. all real
1: shady. Yeah. I. There's something... Shaq? We're gonna find something...
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude, is, dude is innocence embodied.
1: I was gonna say, we're gonna find something out real shady eventually about the Currys. It's coming. Oh, for sure. It's coming. It might be ten years off,
2: but I mean, it's, it's coming. It's going be, like, like a night... Like- Shady, but like, uh, like debaucherous, but not necessarily harmful with them. I think, okay, I think we're gonna find out that like he likes to be cucked or something fair, okay, like, something like that. We'll
1: see because they're so Christian, so I'm feeling like we're gonna find out. This is gonna be a tangent, give me a second. Okay. There's a woman named Giselle on Real Housewives of Potomac who's like a super Christian. She was married to this like huge Baltimore era, like area mega pastor, mega church pastor, Hell yeah. and it, we ended up finding out that he uh and he was like really involved in the freddie gay the freddie gay organizing Mm gray organizing um but he also impregnated a 17 year old uh parishioner of his church and that's the shit that i feel like
0: the next incarnation (laughs) jesus christ <laughs> but no. that's the shit that i feel like is coming
1: i
2: feel like it's with- clear enough that like they love each other to death yeah that they are like just having wild and crazy sex with other people but with each other's permission to- okay like a like a, like a will smith it. situation yeah where it's like they're allowed to fuck other um. people and they do some crazy shit with other people right it's like they talk about it and they're okay because <laughs> they're so in yeah, love with each other
1: because we process they process their emotions together yeah and it's
2: fine yeah I'm like I'm excited for that for them to be the first famous polyamorous couple. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> what are we
2: talking about Steph Curry right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Those Curry's.
1: Okay. <laughs> yes. Um. any anyway. Tim Curry. No! No! Oh <laughs> my <laughs> God!
0: Erwin, er, he's there too.
1: <laughs> in the clown outfit.
0: Yeah. In, in the in the outfit, of, we all float down here. Up. <laughs> uh, Kel Mitchell. Anyway, is doing. Fine.
2: He used to have like a really he's like solid a solid voice actor now. Oh, yeah. that's fine. And he and he can make a, a ton s- of money doing that. Yeah,
0: yeah, and he does, and it's all kids shows, and he does a side. It seems like he has a sort of side gig where he does motivational speaking to like teens. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah,
1: he can charge like ten thousand dollars per engagement. And yeah, really, just live.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: You, these, if you look at the careers of almost all our alt-writers, that is essentially what you will see. Yeah. yeah. Scott, <laughs> Scott Adams
0: wrote a strip about a nerd live, working in a cubicle and he gets paid, like, $100,000 oh to God. talk about business, like,
2: <laughs> like yeah. how
0: to, like, streamline do you, your business. Did you
2: read that weird, like, well, profile? I fucking, I fucking
0: read everything oh about my. Scott Adams. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: with the one where he has the Dilbert-like house that looks out <laughs> over his <laughs> other house?
0: Yep. He's like, my two shitty books about, like, Christianity will be my legacy. Meanwhile, his whole fucking house is like shaped like Dilbert.
2: He talks about like um, how the key to success is just getting a good skill stack, which is basically saying like you don't have to be good at any particular thing. You just have to be like not that shitty at a bunch of things that are cohesive. Which is not a lie, no, it's but also not. like the most ridiculous like way to just say be a jack of all trades, y'all. Right. Yeah, like he wait. comes up with a dumb programming way to like say just like learn a lot of skills, you'll you figure son it of out. A fuck,
0: stupid millionaire, fucking <laughs> Silicon Valley loving fuck. Did like, any
2: one of that. us actually
1: ever read Dilbert? Is that like a- I what? loved Dilbert. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what,
0: what did you What did you love about Dilbert? I like. I'm really honest, like, I like as a child, also in this era, 90s, like, mid-90s, like, my dad had, like, because he worked in a cubicle at first, so he had, like, a couple books, and, um, I don't know, they intimated at the sort of, like, banal horror of working in the office, and they had... Adult enough jokes, like not in like a sexy way, but in just sort of like. Well, it
2: does the same thing that all that all that did, and this movie does, where it kind of suggests towards sex without ever saying like. There is is no body sex sex joke. Right.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, Because. And it makes you
2: feel naughty as a kid, without actually being naughty at all. Mm.
0: But I remember the one like there was vocab shit in there. Like I remember, um, I I learned the term vast array. The term vast array from Dilbert at a really young age. I'm not trying, I'm not bragging. It just looks weird. (laughs) And I used it in an essay in school. And I remember that my teacher called my parents in because they thought they were writing the essays for me. And it was my first, like, mic drop moment as a kid where I'm like, nah, bitch. I (laughs) I use that word. Yeah,
2: bitchy thought. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know, like. Yeah, I'm, it's unfortunate, but that guy's become a complete it's, whack job piece of shit. I yeah.
2: mean, you, this is, like, the dark future of, like, a lot of children who value being smart. Like, I feel like everyone in this room was once told that they were smart and took really a lot of pride in that, and, like, the the issue is that you have a, like a choice in life at a certain point where you can, can continue to be, like, being smart is the only thing in life, and life is a pure meritocracy, and if I just mm-hmm. continue being the smartest, everything will happen, that's good to me. Or you can sort of, like peel back a minute and be like, I'm actually kind of sad and lonely and I feel like I don't have other life skills because <laughs> I've spent all my time reading books. So why don't I just, like, take a break from this whole being Hermione Granger thing and, like, maybe, like, have sex for once? Oh, my God. Like, like my, my freshman year. Is, you know, like,
0: Gita, Gita, you know what the problem is? What? Your talent stack's a little lopsided. Oh, <laughs> Okay.
1: Um... We're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break.
0: Anyway, that was and, supposed to be contextualization for the film we are now about to discuss. Yeah, <laughs> and we're
1: gonna take a quick break, um, and then we'll come back, and we're gonna only talk good burger. It's gonna
0: be nothing but good burger, baby. Lots of burgers. See you
1: soon. Hey guys, this is Kendra with a quick reminder to uh, follow us on Twitter at Kids Table Pod. You can email us with questions, comments, uh, and suggestions at Kids Tables at kidstablepod at gmail.com you should also rate and review us in the itunes store that would be great um and in the meantime back to the show spice girls spice up your life mary j blige everything robin show me love kirk franklin stomp destiny's child no 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 part two featuring why club sean Casey and Jojo, all my life. This is the caliber of music that was featured on all that. You
2: just named so many classics. Like, classics. Classics.
1: Like I'm, I'm upset. All my life
2: is gonna be played at my wedding, and I don't give a shit who, like, who I have. Oh to my kid, like, I don't care what I have to do to make that happen.
1: All my life was f- was sung by. I'm, I think I mentioned her last week. Iman Johnson. <laughs> at the Fourth grade talent show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I remember it.
0: Not David Bowie's wife.
1: Not no 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 <laughs> not David Bowie's wife. I just I just wanted to read some of those off just to
0: like really just reinforce
1: what a cultural staple. Yeah, all they that also was. had
2: Shaq doing heated up. So I yeah. You
0: know who was in this movie was Shaquille O'Neal.
1: We did, and that's like complete. I actually didn't know that when we chose this, so we really got a good got a good segue from Steel into good burger
0: george clinton was in this was in this movie as well as offering some music he also uh wrote that song for the mario Brothers. he did a cover of uh walk the dinosaur for the mario brothers movie. matt matt we're not talking about
1: the mario brothers no
0: movie no uh nope
1: worse also... worse than suicide squad <laughs> puck, puck no off. it's it's worse than Takeda.
2: It it's worse i'm not gonna argue with you about that <laughs> I'm just I'm interested in this conversation at a later date. Okay. At a later date. this will
0: be off mic. Also Sinbad was in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Linda Cardellini during uh, like uh when did when did um Freaks and Geeks happen? This was way before Freaks and Geeks. Right? This was yeah. right? This were, yeah. That was like 2000? Yeah. That was early. I have
2: coherent memories of the times when Freaks and Geeks was on the air. So yeah. that it was definitely early 2000s. Yeah, early aughts. <laughs> Linda
0: Cardellini pre Freaks and Geeks makes a, an appearance briefly and kind of needlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but shall we begin talking about the film Good Burger? The film? Should we, are we calling it a film? hmm
1: Okay. All right. We're giving it some gravitas.
2: Well, was it shot on film or is it shot on video? Because that's what the <laughs> Oberlin College Film Department taught me, is what you, why you call a film a film. Very good, oh, very wow. good question. Oh, Should we
0: use that criterion from here on out? I, I guess so. It's a, movie yeah, <laughs> it's a movie then. Yeah, it's a movie. It has, I, I liked it right away because there's stop motion burger intro. Yeah. Then a, halluc, a like hallucinatory dream sequence of talking cheeseburgers yeah. as, uh, um Ed. I forget what his full name. Ed,
1: is. Ed. I, I think it's just Ed. Ed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ed like, is so, played. Ed is played by Kel Mitchell. Right.
2: Cal Mitchell. It, it is the surreal kind of incongruent like, California surfer dude impression. Yeah. But on this guy that is just unabashedly an extremely dark black man. Right. Like, you I, know, I kind of love that.
0: <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, I kind of also enjoyed that a lot, too. He's doing, like, his best California surfer bro thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Can I ask a quick question of the two of you? Do we think that the extensions were separate yes. from the hat? Or were the hat and the extensions a complete wig unit?
2: Oh. I think they were separate. I think they're separate. You do, really? okay. I think that
0: they are.
2: That they are a single I think unit. they're the I hatch.
1: thought they were a single unit. But it's possible because men did wear their hair in that weird yeah. page boy. They did. <laughs> yeah. It is
2: actually an extremely popular nineties like hair it, look. If, and yeah. if you are doing an impression of what is a, ostensibly like a white caricature, mm-hmm. then like having your hair hit you at your at a page yeah. boy cut is, like, perfect, and the only, the only way you can achieve that with black hair is with braids.
1: Yeah, well, I was gonna say that, like, black guys were doing that, too, because I remember on the show, uh, Parenthood, by mm-hmm. Michael Town- or, sorry, Robert Townsend, a former, uh, kids table subject, yes. his son, Michael, wore his hair like that on the show, too, which I always thought was a little- Strange, but No, but
2: it was just, like, in the mid-90s, like, yep. the heartthrob dudes had their hair in their face, a la Sean Ryder, yep, or, yep. like, hitting them right at their chin. Wait, you got them
1: shot Ryder strong. Ryder strong. always like,
2: oh, do this. <laughs> <laughs> Every <laughs> single time. I love them both so much. I mean,
1: very formative part of my actually childhood. I was talking
2: to my parents recently about, like, how beautiful it is. We got very drunk at a restaurant, and I was like, it's just so beautiful to me that he fell in love with the contents of Angela's bag. Oh my god,
1: yes, with the poetry. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, my God. So I was, like, about to cry. I think
1: back. the think poetry and the Mozart, I believe it yeah.
2: was. Yeah. Oh, my God. And he's, like, this trailer park dude, and he's, yes. like, the woman who has the stuff is so sophisticated, and I wish I was like her, and I want to meet her. Oh, my God. And then it's Angela! And it's perfect. And it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, Back to because I can't stop, I can't think about this for an even yeah, second
1: Yeah, let's, we'll continue with Good Burger. Her. Yeah. So we meet Ed in his weird stop-motion animation
0: sequence. And he is doing a white caricature, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, totally, exactly. yes.
1: Okay. Um, and then he has to he has to get up and go to work. Because it's a dream. The stop-motion burger thing right. is all a dream. A bunch
0: of like, it's sort of like a uh, Better Off Dead style, like, mm-hmm. we love you, Ed, we're cheeseburgers. And then he wakes up, he puts on rollerblades, he rollerblades <laughs> to work... A lot of physical comedy happens. They play but basketball with a baby. Here,
1: well, here's the thing that I noticed at when this started. Ed takes out a lot of white women in this movie.
0: Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just... like, not funny stuff. Like, he, like, body checks them and like clothes lines them and stuff. He's consistently
1: assaulting white women, which I can't be mad about, necessarily.
0: No, he steals a white woman's baby. <laughs>
1: yeah. But even before he steals the baby, he, like, is knocking them in,
2: in like the chest
0: commentary on birth rates <laughs> oh <laughs> oh boy oh
2: boy uh, that's a spicy take yeah I mean, sorry spicy take yeah treat from it yeah okay
1: but yeah so um he's because tr- he's trying to get to work through
0: all of this right which how he has a job still or like is it all considered an employee of good burger that is questionable his whole character fascinates me, actually. Yeah, yeah.
2: The mythology... There is actually no mythology that was built around him in the, uh, the sketch Good Burger from all that. Uh, basically, he's just a bad employee of a burger shop who fucks up in yeah. endearing yeah. but really horrendous Didn't ways. Didn't drink
0: a single drop of orange soda the whole movie. Didn't no.
2: Me? No, this was pre... Which is the
0: one canonical I love orange soda. about them. Yes. No, oh, this no, is no a, This actually. is Ed, not Kel.
2: Cal from the oh, Keaton and Kel show is a different character. Yeah. Shit.
1: Yeah. Oh, right yeah. Right oh, <laughs> Matt, yes.
0: I forgot, sorry.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, the Kel on, uh, Keenan and Kel, I believe, works in a bodega. Yeah, he does work in a bodega. Yeah. Yeah. He's... He goes to a grocery bag and contest at one point. What I love okay, sidetracked slightly, but it's still related. What I love about the Keenan and Kel show is that it definitely takes place in the south side of Chicago before okay. people were like, the South Side of Chicago is actually I right, though. Like it was mm-hmm. like take, took place in a place that is majority black it seems like it's a little shabby, but also is like very respectful about like the fact that people actually live here and they have the same kind of misadventures that all teenagers do. And like, yeah, that guy works at a bodega. And he looks at the corner store. People buy yeah. orange juice and orange <laughs> soda. And like.
0: Which is where Kel Mitchell also is from. And right? I was about
2: to say, that
1: makes so much sense to me, because the way I'm remembering the show is that it takes place in New York, but I think that's just because I, as a child who grew up in New Jersey, placed everything in Brooklyn.
2: Yeah. Pretty it's much. It's either, like, New York, like, the parts of New York that did not become cool to live in until now. Yeah. Or the South Side of Chicago. Yeah, but
1: like, this, that, that makes sense, because Kel is from there, yeah. so I get that.
2: Yeah. It definitely takes place... In a neighborhood that is like run down, but full of people that care a lot about the residents who live in it, yeah. And it does it really subtly. I was thinking about this in relation to another Nickelodeon show, Hey Arnold, where Hey Arnold mm-hmm. also takes place. Definitely takes place kind of in the hood. Yeah. Not not explicitly, but it's telling stories of people that live in poverty.
1: I mean, they're all immigrants. They're all immigrants who live in that yeah. house.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And but Arnold still got to live in like the cool like tech boy bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah.
2: He had a pet pig. Oh, yeah, he of Can't be be mad about that. Oh, see, I was just thinking
1: about that. He had a fucking skylight in his bedroom. Yeah. Which, that's the dream.
2: Yeah. I wanted one when I was a kid. Me too. Really badly. Yeah. I have a friend now who has a skylight in her bedroom, and she's like, oh, I just kind of can't go to sleep on the weekends now. (laughs) It's like, I wake up at like 6 a.m. because the sun's blaring it down on my face. Sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of bad. It's not
1: the
0: worst. Okay. Mm. So, So, Ed Ed works at Good Burger. Yeah.
2: And,
1: well, we have to talk, he runs into the way he meets keenan well okay
0: so yeah, yeah. keenan thompson dexter reed yes is his character mm-hmm. he is finishing up school before the summer yeah uh sinbad is i guess his teacher that he has an inexplicably antagonistic relationship with
1: it's weird because all sinbad wants is for him to be a good citizen it seems like <laughs> yeah that's all he wants and he's doing it in a very like and it's all, like, it's all, like, black is beautiful. I think black is beautiful is, like, written like on, his shirt. on his shirt. Yeah. So it's all very positive, but for some reason we're meant to root against him.
2: Well, I mean, it is this kind of thing of, like, the way that Sinbad wants Keaton to be a good, young, you know, good black guy is, like, a very, um, doesn't really respect the fact that Keaton's also, like, a kid and kids are gonna fuck up. So Mm. it's, like, enforcing the idea that he has to be, like, the most positive example of blackness at all times, and can't just, isn't allowed to mess up in the same ways that other students are. Mm. So, like, while, like, for a nuanced adult audience, you can understand, like, while he has good intentions, like, he's setting Keenan up for a situation which he can only fail, because he's, like, 16, 17 in this movie, and, like, he's gonna, (laughs) you know, be late to work sometimes, and make bad decisions sometimes, and... Can't always make the best decisions because he's a child. Right.
1: Well, I think there's there's making bad decisions and they're spinning out on a,
0: on <laughs> a highway. Like he's illegally taking <laughs> your mom's car right. and crashing it.
1: Which, yeah. can we talk about this? So his they live in, ostensibly they're in LA. Okay. Yeah.
0: They're in California they're, for sure.
1: Right. They might be in like the south side of LA. Is yeah. kind of what I was guessing. Keenan says my mom is in New York for business at one point. But his mom, so has his mom just left him in L.A. alone for the summer?
0: I didn't get the impression, oh, but yeah, the, the timekeeper, there yes. are no parents in this movie because Ed wakes up and leaves a huge ass house.
1: <laughs> and, uh- well, I assume his parents are there somewhere, but Keenan's parents, we are told, or his mother, we are told is just. She's a single mom. Right, she's a single mom, and she's in New York for business for the summer, which leads me to believe that they are very wealthy. Also, because of the fact that he's like, I'm going to sit by the pool. Yeah, he's like,
0: oh, I'm going to steal my mom's sweet-ass car, right? and this summer I'm going to be by the pool. It might be one of those above-ground pools that's, like, not as classy, but yeah. <laughs> still
1: a pool. Still i a pool. pool. Okay, I'm glad that you said that,
2: not me.
0: I <laughs> know now that Kendra was feeling that way. Yeah.
2: Below-ground pools are a thousand times better.
0: They're God. just be a thousand yes. times more expensive. That's what I'm yeah. getting at.
2: The above, ugh, oh, the above ground pool. Look, it's still a pool. I'm not going to say no to an above, above ground pool. But there's just but something about if it. If I had a choice, if one friend had an above ground and the other one had an inset pool, yeah, I would go to the inset pool. Yeah. Inset it. pool,
0: man. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't do the cool whirlpool move in the... What? Pool. Wait,
2: what world? What are you talking about? Where yeah.
0: you just swim, you just move around in a really rapid circle around the perimeter of the above ground pool until a little mini. You. I don't bars. believe
1: you have that kind of stamina. What
0: the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I do and have done it before and I'm strong.
1: What, like 15 years ago? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I am 45 and look 55, but. When I was in high school, I did it, for sure.
2: Okay, all right. Uh, you were a rower. Great. My first boyfriend had an above-ground pool, but he always had to, like, one, he was, like, a gross, horny boy that would just keep trying to hook up with me in the pool, and I'd be, like, the rest of your family uses this pool, so it's not. And He would also always have to, like, drain it and, like, have to duct tape the lining together, and I was, no. like, that's not waterproof. You
0: didn't like to, like, make out and, like, dry hump in, like, the family booyah bays that is
2: in the pool? <laughs> no! I really didn't! That was
0: bad!
1: Oh, that's so gross! Oh, I don't
0: believe
1: it. Um. Okay, so Keenan wants to hang out in the above-ground pool all summer.
0: Yeah. Is so. Why is Simbad like essentially a clown? Why is he wearing these like crazy clothes? I think that's like like, uses like weird like.
1: That was the '90s interpretation of like what a a corny former Black Panther was.
2: I think. Yeah. It's, like, I keep sometimes when like I, suburban... I read shit on Twitter, like, that, that parody sketch goes through my head, it's like, I'm black, y'all, I'm black, y'all, <laughs> I'm blackity-black, I'm black, yeah, y'all. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. like, that's, like, Afrocentrism, after it sort of had its moment of being very trendy in the early 90s, mm-hmm. became this thing where, like, a bunch of young black people were like, yes, we understand, it's good to be proud of being black, but also, like, can we think about anything else ever, <laughs> you know?
0: So that's, that's, I was just, yeah, I assumed that was, like, a reaction, again, and, like, Sinbad, being maybe also also of that era, yeah, because it about- skirts
2: very very close to like pull up your pants, build costumes, yeah, and I think that is what is attempting to be like mocked or derided here is like the idea that black people can't allow themselves to have a youth.
1: Right. I feel like they almost didn't go far enough though because yeah. by the time we get to the end of the end of the movie and like we're supposed to see Sinbad as like this kind of villain antagonist, I'm like.
2: He didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Like he's this really, entire movie, it seems not a like villain. there's about a half hour cut from this movie. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's about a half hour of plot development and character development that is not in this movie, and yet no, it's, it's still, still so too. Bad for him. Yeah. yeah, but and yet
1: this movie is still too long.
2: Yeah. God. <laughs> it has the exact same problem as um, Peter Jackman's J- Peter Jackman's King Kong, where they mm. clearly cut the wrong shit. Peter Jackson two jacksons yes i had a beer and a half Hugh, it's Hugh. cool man we
0: all <laughs> fuck up we have <laughs> all i said Shaq was seven six for the entire steel podcast he's seven one i do know that
1: <laughs> Hugh jackman peter jackson
0: you huge, know. huge jackman Hugh. <laughs> more like i mean like, i guess if we're still if Logan? we're still making I that joke in 2017 watched,
2: i recently watched as in two days ago watched uh x-men apocalypse and Hugh Jackman is in that movie. Wolverine is in that movie. And it's very really mm. clear that they had him for one day yeah. and had to, like, come up with an entire character arc for one day of shooting. Oh, yeah. So what happens in the end is Jean Grey kind of gingerly grabs his face. And it's uh, Sophie fuck from uh, Game of Thrones. Turner. So she looks about 15, and Hugh Jackman is a, a man. He's, like, a man-man. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, So he like like grabs his face gingerly. They look into each other's eyes. And then he just gives her a look and then just runs out an open door. <laughs> <laughs> never see him again for the rest of the movie.
0: <laughs> Classic Wolverine. Yep.
2: I've literally
1: never been madder than I was when I was watching X-Men Apocalypse. But that is a story for another day. will <laughs> so, have that conversation later.
0: Dexter <laughs> yeah. Reed, thinking he's going to lead a life of leisure and, and zero work. Uh, this for the summer. summer. Classic. Classic kid. 90s summer. Ugh, just side, hang in, sleep until noon. Hell yeah. He uh, steals his mom's car and crashes immediately because Ed, while rollerblading to work, rollerblades in front of the car and he swerves to miss him and crashes into Sinbad's yeah. car.
1: Crashes into Sinbad's car with Omarion in the car with him. Yeah. Which, it was shocking to me that Omarion like, wasn't a big enough deal to be in more of this movie. Because I feel like 97 was like peak Omarion. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I, like, because mm-hmm. he was on Sister, he would have been on Sister, Sister as Roger, yeah. still. Yeah. And like, imm- Immature had not yet tried to become IMX, I don't think.
2: No.
1: No, 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 no. Right. So he was still like, a big deal. And he wasn't bad looking, he had the best skin of this entire movie, which, mm. no. That's
0: weird. <laughs> no, can
1: I say, Keenan and Kel had terrible skin.
2: Kel especially had really bad skin.
1: Throughout this entire movie, and like, not that it's, not that that's a crime. Yo, they, they
2: definitely had black people on set yes. for a lot of the shit that went down, but they did not have black people in makeup. No. And they really needed some, because it, also, foundation matching was really bad. Yes. This movie.
0: I, yeah. This went over my head. So it's
2: not- Face is so much darker than his neck. Yeah, it's very noticeable. Yep.
1: And like, not that it's bad for like teenagers, to, like because they're ostensibly playing teenagers, like it's not bad. are saying they
2: darkened him? No, because
1: they, they, they use they the ju- wrong foundation. They just
2: use this foundation, I think, with the wrong undertone. Yeah, they use it has a blue undertone, and he has a yellow undertone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is something that black people have to think about. Yes. Right? like it becomes very diff. I can't just go to the makeup store or like a gr- drugstore and hold my arm up to foundation and <laughs> I can't do that shit because like. my... My skin has, like, this honey, like, a very light yellow undertone. You can tell because my veins come out very blue on my wrists. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's very difficult to get a dark undertone, a dark, like, foundation that also has the right undertone. If I get something with blue, it'll wash out my entire face and I'll look like a dead person. It's just, I mean, (laughs) no,
1: but it's, like, the same thing with, like, lighting. Like, whoever was lighting this movie, and maybe it was, like, the interplay between the lighting and the bad makeup. Yeah. It wasn't great.
2: Because, uh, I feel like, uh, black people aren't washed out in this movie, so it makes me feel like they did have a yellow tone to yeah. the lighting. But whoever was doing makeup put a blue tone on their face. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, not even just the tones of the makeup, but also, like, it
2: was just... There's no dimension in yeah. their face, so there's wrong highlight colors going but on. But it was also
1: just, like, really interesting to see people, like, teens allowed to have acne. Like, there was one point where Kel had... Not... Yeah, Kel. Had a huge zit, like, on his cheek yeah. throughout, like, several scenes. And it's like, not that that's bad. He's allowed to have a zit. Like, yeah. he's a teen. Right. But that's not something that
2: you look. You look at see. teens in movies right now, Hunger Games teens, those are people that are just murdering <laughs> <laughs> they, they're murdering people and living in poverty and like maybe don't even have toothbrushes and we're going to be fucking real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they all have perfect teeth and perfect skin. Yeah. It's a video game, Horizon Zero Dawn, which looks incredible and actually I really love the design of the main character, but um, it's a post-apocalyptic world where all technology has been destroyed and she has shaved pits and perfect skin. Mm. Yeah. You Whereas know?
0: The Witcher 3... 3-
2: They got
0: fucked up teeth. They got fucked up teeth and fucking carbuncles and
1: pores and shit. It's good. Well, it's, like, one of the things that I really appreciate about the latest um, Spider-Man Homecoming Mm -hmm. trailer, like, Tom Holland had some zips, and I was like, that's that's what he should look like. The most beautiful
2: person in this movie is Zendaya, and they put her in non-model clothing so you forget that she's beautiful. Also, okay, brief sidetrack. I love that. I love that um, the other girl that is like the hottest girl in school mm-hmm. is also black.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like
2: I'm like like he lives in Queens. Well, there's like, that's probably true. Let's put
1: it this way: there's a reason he went to the Bronx to do his like method acting, yeah. like yeah. S- her soul searching before they started filming that. Yep.
2: Yeah. No, he had to like look at a bunch of black women and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, the point being. Uh, their skin was very
1: interesting to look at. I didn't no, notice their pers- skin. This
2: perspective is just like if you watch a lot of media with black people in it and like are constantly looking for yourself in movies you begin to notice the ways in which <clears throat> filmmaking in general just does not serve black people and black yeah. skin. One of the best parts of Luke Cage is that everybody's skin luminous. Oh my God, luminous. Like so everyone looks beautiful and they knew, really knew how to light skin tone so that the richness and differing tones of black skin really like shined. Um, I, as a,
0: as a, just a blotchy, shitty Irish person (laughs) like, rosacea and acne and all the fun stuff, uh, I, I feel like I very consciously, no matter who it is, just don't pay attention to skin on film. The only time it happens is, like, HD stuff where, like, it's, like, weirdly thrown into relief.
2: At the advent of cinema, there, it was almost impossible to film black skin. So, what we were seeing here is just, like, there is a long history of uh technology catching up to being able to film a significant population of the planet i mean it's
1: the same thing with like this computer is new and it can only it does like facial recognition for Mm. me signing in and it can only catch my face in like the most optimal of lights yes yeah
2: my phone is able to identify that there's a face in a picture when i save a picture of an anime character but not always when i save a picture of myself Like, that's, like, just 100% oh, true. Oh, no! If I take a screenshot of Fire Emblem Heroes, it yeah. always knows there's a face in there, but if I take a selfie, it does not always know. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's tough. Yeah. It so is. like this
0: I've is... heard about that. I've heard about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, crazy, like, you need to be, like, parchment white and yes. have, like, the relief enough to, like, register. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So.
2: <laughs> we watched a movie.
0: Dexter Reed needs to get a job. This is against his desires to lounge by the pool. He, um tries to get one at... Mondo Burger. Mondo Burger, which is the big corporate chain competitor to Good Burger that is the crux of the problem with this movie. Right. Not the problem, but whatever.
1: Yeah, so he tries, he tries to get this job at Mondo Burger and Which is basically um, just
0: Chipotle or Five Guys. It's yeah.
2: Like a, it's like a really nice burger place. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: But they're putting um, weird additives in their burgers as we <laughs> To were. make them bigger, I think. Yes. Yeah. Like I that. tried
0: to write... They, it's like growth hormone I tried to write it down but I, I didn't I forgot it's like <laughs> tri, it's like it,
1: like it, it begins with a T I remember it begins with a T cool but <laughs> for me what was really fun was that when we go to this evil burger corporation there are three main henchmen mm.
2: one white guy who
0: looks like Spike from Angel no a little bit no or Billy no. Idol no
2: you should be able to see Kendra's face right now if you're listening yes No,
1: dude what the hell <laughs> no i was gonna bring up someone from angel and that was not the person but you were
0: gonna do angel too that's still kind of weird
1: no it's not weird at all because there's actually <laughs> a person from fucking angel in the trio
2: <laughs> you're so like legitimately mad at me. Was,
1: how, She's like, mad about an
0: angel reference so i don't know take from that what you will how, go ahead kendra how
1: fucking dare you that man did not look anything like james marcers of the of the mid-aughts who was beautiful he was pretty hot he was Thank you. He was gorgeous.
0: Well, I deeply apologize.
1: Thank you. Um, Anyway, so there's this white guy who's unrememberable, pretty much. His name was what? Like, uh...
2: I have no idea. I really don't ask. I, I don't random white people's names.
0: Yeah,
1: burger guy. He had he had frosted tips.
2: and Yeah, and he was a very much a '97 corporate stooge. Yeah,
1: and then there was the so he was the leader, and then there was another white guy who I kept thinking was Army Hammer, but Army Hammer was what like ten when this movie really came road, yeah. out. Yeah, and, so,
0: and, only,
1: and only six foot. Yeah, yeah. so definitely not Army Hammer, but reminded me of him. But then, really excitingly, it was J August Richards. Who is actually from Angel.
2: He also deserves a better career than he got. I know. Right? Doesn't yes. he? Because one, he's gorgeous. Yeah. He's
1: well, so beautiful. So he looks like, and this is not an in-joke because I'm sure this person will be famous one day, and you went to school with him, um, Mike Brower. Yes.
2: He looks like Mike Ooh, Brower. low key, I was like, I'm sure you only actually sleep with white girls, but I kind of love you. <laughs> This is going out publicly. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey. No, <laughs> um, hear this. no,
1: Mike Brower is a friend of ours, and he's at Juilliard right now, and of I'm course, sure. Of course he is. I'm sure he's going to be really famous. But when I was watching this movie, I was like, "You legit look no, like a Mike young J. August Richards." Yeah. No. Like, okay. The other thing about Mike Brower is that he was like two years younger than
2: me, and I was oh. like, "That's like, mm, I can't." Oh, mm, I used
1: mm, to babysit mm. him.
2: Oh God. <laughs> No, he's a beautiful, beautiful man, but yeah. he's like also like, I want you to go forth and have wonderful relationships with other people and also just so for me to look at you because yeah. you're a gorgeous, gorgeous person. Yeah. But and incredibly obscenely talented. I know, it's upsetting. It's, it's upsetting. Really
1: annoying. Um the point being, Jay August Richards is in this movie and he's looking fine. Even <sighs> in this like weird, like polyphen like plasticine yeah. Star Trek uniforms that they have them wearing yeah. at Mondo Burger. Mondo
0: Burger looks very like late 90s like a lot of neon and like lycra. Yeah. <laughs> like, weird. Yeah.
2: But it was like really tapping into that proto-millennial aesthetic where you know like in the late 90s, 98, 99 people started being yeah. like well the future is coming so. Right. We
0: better put on our fucking PVC suits. Our, and
1: our, our, y- y- yeah. our Y2K suits.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Like if you ever saw a show called Shasta McNasty (laughs) Which to me is, like, the epitome of, like, 1999 aesthetic. It's that kind of, like, horrible, bright, garish bullshit. Look it up. It's it's a travesty. I think,
2: weirdly, the Mondo Burger thing was, like, my first awakening as an anti-capitalist. Where I was like, oh, something could have, like, a really cool like uh and appealing like, customer service angle or like could have a fun cuz i would keep thinking during the movie like Mondo Burger looks really cool like yeah. i hate that they're evil and yeah. like that was my first awakening to the idea that corporations can present a palatable face to the public mm-hmm. and then also be really fucking everybody over and hate their customers, and hate their customers. but
0: also this is like a weird instance of like rooting for a the the, the smaller chain store or yeah. whatever or, mm-hmm. I mean, like, burger or like a family joint it,
1: it, it seems like a one-off i think it's like a one-off
2: a fam- it seems like it's just like the the burger place on the corner
0: mr yeah. bailey yeah. the owner was, is definitely like there's like the the weird alluded to backstory where he's caring for his mother yes. who we assume is sick or old old okay she's old well i uh, assumed
1: old because like he he's from all that too it, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so like I just assume old because it was a Nickelodeon show, and I yeah. don't think we're dealing with Alzheimer's <laughs> here. You don't know
0: though.
1: I, I don't. Think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's a fam- I think it's a family-owned, like one-off joint. Okay. Yeah.
0: Never mind, mom and pop then.
1: Yeah. So um, they're they're fighting Mondo Burger, and Keenan ends up over at Good Burger trying to get a job. Yes, and he tries to
0: he tries to hack it at Mondo Burger. He can't. He, he's not good at the sort of, like, Henry Ford assembly line thing that they do over there. Yeah. It's, yeah. like,
2: very strongly anti-capitalist, but in that really lazy 80s way, where they just sort of take this idea that corporations are bad, but never really get into why corporations are bad. Yeah. Even though they demonstrate all the reasons why, but they never just take the moment to say, like, let's talk about why, like, corporations that have millions of dollars don't actually give a shit about it you. It reminded yeah. me,
1: yeah. like, their portrayal of the big corporation here reminded me a little bit, not as smart in any way, of... Uh, as what they did with, like, Josie with the pu- Josie and the Pussycats. Yeah,
2: Josie and the Pussycats, that's intentional and deliberate and yeah. they're trying to say something. Yeah. This movie stumbles on it by accident. Right.
0: They <laughs> yes. did this whole thing that's, like, if they could just talk about the profit motive or whatever, yeah. like, it would, mm-hmm. it would make it a little more solid. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: though there are some, some interesting, like, money things going on in this movie, which I think maybe are only interesting to us because we're watching this in 2017. Right. So, like, when, um... Should we just skip ahead to secret sauce? Yeah, or is there... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's the
0: next thing. Okay.
1: So basically, uh, uh, Good Burger is losing money to Mondo Burger um, because Mondo Burger's burgers are so huge. And so, Kel is one day, Ed, is eating his secret sauce uh, during his lunch break, and Keenan gets a bunch of it in his face and tastes it. And it's
0: like. <laughs> He does. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, that's gets right. a bunch of sauce in his face, alright. A lot of sauce in his
0: face. I mean, we mm. laugh at that, that pun, that stupid pun, but that's the juvenile shit they use yes. literally later on. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But so, um, and he tastes it, and he's like, oh my god, this is amazing, we gotta put this on everything. Um, where was I going with this?
0: This is their- Yeah. They're losing, they're like really getting, oh. taking a hit from Mondo Burger, which- has giant burgers, which, as we discussed, are, have been injected with some GMO shit that yeah. makes them gigantic. But okay, food. so
1: they put the they put the sauce on these burgers, and Kel because Keenan, sorry, Keenan, because he has to pay money back to Sinbad to get Sinbad's car fixed. Right. Sorry, yeah, he has to get Sinbad's car fixed and his mother's car fixed, which isn't told earlier and only actually comes up later.
0: Right,
1: but makes sense because mm-hmm. both of them were ruined. Um. He presents Ed with a contract being like you can only keep twenty percent of the proceeds from what you're making off this sauce and I'll keep 80%.
2: It's low-key some fucking like they like they're making a weird like this this is so bad, but feels like they're making a weird reference to Raid Man here where, like... Rain Man? No. Huh? Yeah. Where it's, like, someone is... It's their, Ed is uh, presented as, like, a stupid guy. Yes. Like, the whole, like, reason why his character is here and funny is because he's charming and childlike, but not very intelligent. And so you have this mentor figure that is completely taking advantage of his, like, naivety and, like, a, a nascent skill at something, which is also the same dynamic that they have in the Keenan and Kel show. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the plot of Rain Man that's oh. actually the plot of Yeah, <laughs> like, it really is
0: Ed is an asexual idiot savant that, that is sort of the best way I can think of to like sum his character
2: yeah up. he's completely sexless which actually is like super interesting for a black male character mm-hmm. in a movie he's completely yeah. sexless yeah and he is brilliant at exactly one thing, and that is making burgers. Right. That's all that he is good at. And but, the sauce. And yeah. the sauce.
1: But so, like, the money thing that I found, like, interesting, and again, this is from a 20-year-later period, is that when Kel gives takes the, 80 per, the 80% the eighty that he's owed, it's only $60. Or something, like, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's just, like, six, that's it. Yeah. But then he sort of offhandedly says that he's Ed's friend. Uh huh. And so then Ed takes his twenty percent cut and buys Kel. Uh, uh or I'm sorry, Keenan. A yo-yo. Dexter, a, a yo-yo that he described, which yeah. is just showing that his uh, his total innocence and just. Uh, well, it's a, it's a yo-yo
1: that the his real value
0: of money and friendship.
1: Yes, it's a yo-yo that he described that his absentee father got him because this is 1997, so we were still in that period where. Every every black, black man. what was an yeah. absentee father. Yep.
0: Although in a lot of the movies we've been watching, divorces is like a huge theme. Or it,
2: like this
1: isn't divorce though. I don't. think. This is like this just is
0: the, the guy with
2: dad. Yeah. Yeah. It like seems
1: like he just left. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, it was always easier for everybody to only have to hire one voice actor or one actor <laughs> mm-hmm. for a movie in the '90s. They figured that out. Yeah. It also, like, b- gives your character some built-in trauma to work against. Yeah.
1: But. I I think divorce has more of like a sheen of a like a patina of like class to it. Yeah. Whereas like, like, I see my dad on the weekends. Yeah, right.
0: like we had lawyers. Whereas
1: <laughs> this is just he said like my dad gave me a yo-yo and then
0: vanished. Yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah. <laughs> like so I there's divorce and then there's this. Yeah, okay. fair enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um but so yeah, Keen, uh, Kel gives gives Keenan this yo-yo with his twenty percent. Um and then, like, there's what happens after that. After that, they
0: it, did, it gets it gets kind of baggy and loose. Like, yeah, it
2: it reveals its roots as being born out of a sketch comedy show. So, like, oh, all yeah. the SNL movies end up feeling like a series of sketches more than anything else. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. true of this. There's a bunch of wacky, isolated adventures. Yes, and then there is a resolution to the plot. Like, like
0: Night of the Roxbury. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's kind of like...
2: Night of the Roxbury at least has, like, a lot of charm going for it. Here, I feel like they didn't have adept enough screenwriters or sort of improvisational skills Mm -hmm. to really make these episodes feel connected. Although I
0: did get the impression that the screenwriter's writer uh, had fun.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seems like everybody on set had a
1: ton of fun. Yeah. I think, and so that you know, like... We've been watching these movies and, like, there are times when we come out of them and we're, like, mad. Like, we are upset that we had to sit through. And there's a
0: sense of contempt sometimes for the material that the writers are even writing before the
1: movie gets out. But, like, this movie, like, we were not angry that we had watched this movie.
2: Yeah, that's actually significant. This movie... (laughs) has fun it's not good no let it be no. known not a good it's movie not good. Laundry, like, if you were doing laundry and have a six-pack oh yeah that is that what this movie is for and you not know not a
0: six-pack but of beer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if you have laundry and are muscly you'll love this movie <laughs>
2: <laughs> um there were
1: and there were some lines that like i actually like
2: no there's a plenty of shit i, I left, to laugh out loud so oh I mean, wow When like, they go i know we keep talking about shack but when they'd have to deliver a burger to shack and they realize they can't see where the top of the car. That yeah. whole sequence, <laughs> yeah. so it's like actively so funny. Um, yeah.
1: And then there's a line where uh, so Keenan is trying to ask this other black girl who works at Good Burger out. Her name is Monique, and she has inexplicably the same hair as Kel, which <laughs> 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 she does, but except hers seems to be real and his is clearly not. Yeah. There's um, a,
0: there's an old seven year old. Coworker, yeah. Goodberger, played by Abe Vigoda, who's oh my like God, yeah. he's so good his... and extremely. But great... wait, wait
1: th- oh, sorry. Uh, this line, okay, I want to go for it. Sorry, this line. Kenan asks her where she's going after work, and she says home. And he says like why? And he she just goes that's where all my stuff is. <laughs> and I laughed. Oh
0: wow, It's such a good line.
2: That's like really good, and like that's good in a way where like. They, someone someone probably wrote that down as a joke and then was like, no, wait, perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no changes need to be made. That's where <laughs> all
1: her stuff is. Like, it makes so much sense.
2: That's also just like such a, a black girl, please don't talk to me. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: I was just gonna say Abe Vigoda Abe
2: Vigoda's amazing Yeah. movie
0: is they're just like that's he's the fry guy and he should've been dead and and then Mm
2: -hmm. or
0: no then then Abe Vigoda goes I should've died years ago. (laughs) I mean mean, but as my so I watched
1: this with my boyfriend last that's night. It's dark and funny. But like, as he pointed out, I think Abe Vigoda lived like 20 plus, you know, like at least 15 years after I think this movie. he 90s
0: when he finally when he finally passed away. Yeah, yeah
1: like he li- He outlived this movie by a movie good deal.
2: This a star-studded cast. That's a very surprising, actually, and I. I mean, it, it shows in that it, it doesn't quite hold up, but you understand that it's trying to make you laugh and make you feel happy. Yeah. And, like, it makes you laugh and it makes you feel happy. It's really, like, one of the rare, like, it's, there's a bunch of movies that are considered classics that are only good unconditionally. Yeah. And this is kind of one of those movies for me. Because it, mm. it takes
0: place in the, like, totally isolated, outside-of-reality world of, like, Nickelodeon. Right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I think Lillity was always trying to create a space where all kids kind of did feel equal even acknowledging that they came from different backgrounds and that's what this is.
0: They were successful for a stretch of time.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Snow Day is the closest relative to this movie. Mm-hmm. Where really? Was, yeah, Snow Day was a, a originally actually a Pete and Pete movie. Mm-hmm. Pete and Pete yes. speaks to a very specific yes. experience. Of suburban New England-ness.
1: Which is interesting because most of it was shot in and around my hometown. I in actually, New Jersey.
2: I actually, my right before I went to college, me and a couple of friends went to the high school in uh, Ellen's <gasps> house. Oh. Yeah. Whoa. And like took a bunch of pictures there and shit. And then we also found the house from the opening scene. It's a Korean neighborhood. We mm. went and had great Korean food afterward. Nice. Um, the,
1: uh, the house from the Hall- the big Halloween episode is like in my town. And that so was funny. that's when they told them, they were like, you can't shoot here anymore. Because yeah. apparently it went so awry that they were just like, no. <laughs> yeah,
2: I uh, I can imagine. <laughs> uh, but like the thing about um, Pete and Pete and Snow Day is that it takes this very specific experience and makes it feel incredibly universal and also warm and kind. Hmm. It makes you feel like anybody could live in this new world that Pete yeah. and Pete live in. And once you do, you will experience certain kinds of emotional hardship that co- come with being a kid and growing up. But the real hard injustices of the world melt away for a second. And like that is something that children's media can do that is incredibly valuable. Hmm. Like if you look at Good Burger, it's a story about like some bunch of disenfranchised people working at a fast food restaurant. Mm -hmm. But the world they live in, it kind of melts away. It it acknowledges those sort of uh, infrastructural hardships and problems that they experience. But they also present them as, as people with lies and other problems that you don't have to think about for like ninety minutes the fact that systematic racism exists and <laughs> the world's incredibly classist and in the end of the day corporations are gonna win out. Yeah. Because you get to have like a heartwarming story about just the people who work at the burger shop at the end of your block and how they try to make it by.
0: And they're like internal and that like the very local internal reality of that and yeah. like them having camaraderie. Yeah. That's I think, like, there's a lot of, like, blowback against almost, like, especially, like, that era Nickelodeon nostalgia, mm-hmm. but, like, I think that is part of the reason why that nostalgia is so powerful, too, yeah. It's because yeah. that is a stretch of time where Nickelodeon as a network kind of nailed that feeling, which yeah. is, like...
2: You want to talk needed. about safe spaces? Like this is what this is what it <laughs> is. Nickelodeon so.
1: was a safe space.
2: No, it you was. You want Mr. Like,
0: Bailey to come up to you because you messed up making burgers and go, "What in the name of ground beef is going on?" <laughs> yeah, i like that is charming. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it captures a real kind of magic that's just distinctly different from Disney magic. Also, Disney just takes place in worlds where racism doesn't exist. Right. right? This is a world in which people are black and they have that culture, but. Also, they have a, just a little life that revolves around like their yo-yos and you know, <laughs> fucking less than Jake singing at the singing yeah. at the beach. Have yeah. you watched the music video for that song, by no. the way? No, it oh is my god, it's extremely good. It's extremely good. Oh, yeah, check that out. Yeah, maybe to. I'll
1: drop that in.
0: Mono Burger, in yeah, final attempt because they start getting slammed by the secret sauce, sends. Carmen Electra, I guess you're saying?
1: Yeah, it was,
2: Carmen, it was definitely Carmen Electra. And this is when we hear the George Clinton cover of Roxanne. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a hired call girl who's there to basically fuck Ed. I mean, not even hired though, it sounds like she was on the payroll.
1: I yeah, think she like, was on the Mondo on the, Burger on retainer payroll. retainer.
2: They to just have fuck an escort on retainer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because
0: they're evil and they do this. Uh, and that's when the line came out because they're trying to get the sauce and then uh whatever the dude is the, the frosted tips goes oh yeah if anyone can get the sauce out of ed it's roxanne <laughs> they said that and i'm talking about his cummies I, <laughs> I
2: actually have a distinct memory of my dad like guffawing under his breath and he being like eight and me like what's so funny dad and him being be like that, nothing just nothing
0: absolutely nothing sweetie yeah oh, um that doesn't work she ends up getting like horribly wounded they go to a fucking lit uh miniature golf course though like yeah, in the meantime like a, that's true yeah like that is time. true
2: i like would go on that
1: day. oh i would be there instantly
2: i don't even really like miniature golf that much but like especially if they had drinks if yeah like, if you got some grog or some mead, and i could do that course do
1: good <laughs> i that's the something i don't think good miniature golf courses exist anymore because that's a very 90s yeah
0: thing. They must thing. They just must be rarer.
2: yeah yeah, I feel like the last time I did miniature golfing was indoor miniature golfing at a weird, um, a, like, arcade place in New England somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it, like, kind of sucked, but it also kind of ruled because they had a bar.
1: Yeah. So, like,
2: that was tight, but, like, I yeah. remember dinosaur miniature golf. Right, no, and, like, totally. It was
1: awesome. It was always in the 90s. It was, like... Always attached to a really good batting cage.
2: Yes, It <laughs> was yeah, always. Yes. Yeah, mingle. if you were lucky, they had go karts. Yes, if you were yeah. very lucky. Uh, I believe it was like Sports Center
1: on Route 22 in New Jersey.
0: And you could co- you could select the color ball you wanted to play with. Yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. yeah.
0: that's a pink one. Yeah. Um... Alright, I kind of want to blitzkrieg through the remainder.
2: It's fine, it's fine. Sorry. Like, not a lot of happens in this movie. Yeah, I mean, Car- no, real. Yeah. 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 so Carmen
1: Electra uh, gets very injured trying to seduce the secret sauce recipe out of Cal.
0: Right, meanwhile, uh, Dexter Reed, Keenan is on, like, a date, I guess. Because there's, like, a subplot where he's in love with a co-worker. The I one who
1: has it. the same hair as, yes. Ke- as Kel, yeah, Monique. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and that goes well. Yeah, kind uh, of. Then they, fuck, I kind of get confused, actually. Like, they find out that there's hormone in the patty, because they try and up the size of the burger by using more of the growth hormone.
2: And it explodes, right? Yeah, yeah. Not yet. Yeah.
1: Okay. Though I do have, I'm sorry, back to Carmen Electra for a second, I just (laughs) noticed something that I have written down here. Sure. Which says, Mondo Burger, Arrow, Prostitute on Retainer, Arrow, Pizzagate. I don't... We I don't, don't know. To,
2: we don't have it to just elaborate seemed... from It just You will not...
0: <laughs>
1: I wrote... I wrote this down. It's my handwriting. I don't know what that means.
0: Nah, we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Pizzagate.
1: It just... Maybe it just... I thought it seemed like something those Pizzagate people, like, if they were really real, would actually do.
0: It's got the restaurants and it's got the sex industry. Yeah. That's about mm-hmm. as far as we'll yeah. go with that. Okay. They are committed to an insane asylum because somehow Mondo Burger has the ability to do that. Yes. Then there's a One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest parody. Yeah. With With
2: a, one, happens.
0: With a, really a happens. five minute long dance number. With a five minute long George Clinton <laughs> composed dance number. Which,
1: like the fact that they had to go out and like hire A, a choreographer and then
0: like B, 12 backup dancers for this movie. And yeah, that yeah. couldn't
2: have been no money. That no! That like, a lot of
0: money. And my attention was lapsing at that point and I was that's when i got back on board with the movie i was like oh good i keep forgetting they will do whatever they want yeah they're having fun and it
1: seemed like they were either doing like a parody of thriller or backstreet's every uh backstreet's back like that's what the movements seemed to be it was very strange
0: so the touch where there's framed rorschach tests all over i did the, see that all over the place i mm-hmm. just enjoyed it. oh and
1: this insane asylum by the way was called demented hills Demented Hills. very politically
0: correct <laughs>
2: Mm-mm. it's what
0: we call all of our place. we didn't
2: really have a grasp on what ableism was or no. was not back then no we didn't really get it no
0: and also there's that thing where ed is officially like the sane one now all of a sudden oh yeah Harrison even though he, his real fault is just sort of he's kind of He's like Amelia Bedelia, right? Oh. He kind of like takes literally like I'm the babysitter, and then he'll like he'd like sit on the kid, like that's sort of yes, that's like his main problem. Thank you for that Amelia Bedelia reference. No problem. <laughs> um, they escape. Uh, because the dance... <laughs> <laughs> the dance number distracts the guards or something. But and they mean. escape
1: jumping out of, like, a third-story window.
0: Yeah, where Abe pagoda also <laughs> flies out of a window. God bless that man. Uh, they hijack a, a ice cream truck, which was called Obese Brothers Farms Ice Cream. Uh...
2: Well, it's a really subtle joke there.
0: Really good. Really. Obese has an apostrophe, so it's like Irish or something. Yeah. Like the Obese brothers. Um, Obese?
1: Ob- oh, yeah, yeah, you did it right. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> there was shark poison put in the good burger meat.
1: Which has to be a thing. Like, I'm sure there's a scientific name for that. Shark poison. Okay.
0: You know. All right. Um. They throw ice cream at... Oh, fuck. It, it, I'm sorry. It gets really muddy for me at the end here. I was like...
1: Um, shark... Poison is the Greenland shark. Okay. I just want, I felt like we should know that. Basically, okay. that's Mondo <laughs>
0: Burger's last resort, is they, they're like, we can't compete against how good the sauce is. Yeah. Because uh, it's always quality over quantity you know guys right capitalism capitalism Um,
2: that's definitely the one of the values of the free market is that you always get the best product instead of the most plentiful and cheapest right
0: because us as rational actors Mm -hmm. you know like vying for superiority
2: i was in high school someone went to milton freeman's uh wikipedia page and changed (laughs) the hand of the free market to the unicorn of the free market nice (laughs) yeah pretty tight, right? It's real cute that you guys Dude, had, wik- had Wikipedia when you were in <laughs> high school. Just like when you we know, were in the library one time, someone just went in and, like, searched for the word hand in Milton Friedman's Wikipedia page, and then find or place it to Unicorn, and then saved it.
0: Milton Friedman, uh, you're no longer with us, but your son's <laughs> really keeping that legacy alive. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, uh, and they get to Good Burger just in time, and they stopped some fucking kind of creepy weird old ladies from eating the burgers yeah
1: know? well they weren't creepy they were just there they for a good creepy. burger no they I know, they, they were they were the least creepy characters in this movie they act in a movie
0: and they overacted and it made me uncomfortable <laughs> oh,
1: they were very harmless it was that's the sixth white woman that kel takes out during this movie oh yeah
0: that's the yeah
2: the ancient white woman keys he must collect. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking JRPG. It's, it's Kingdom Hearts tri-force. of Good Order. Yeah, know? I
1: mean, literally, he never assaults a black woman during this movie. They I probably
2: would... thought about that very hard. Yeah. Where they are like, well, we, we want him to do some physical comedy against men. It doesn't really have the impact because there isn't the power disparity. Black women <laughs> he can't be beating because there's not enough black women in this movie already. Right. White women, though? Let's... Yeah. Hilarious Yeah, yeah. Just I mean,
1: the moral calculus there It was just math There's yeah. also just like No Asian. There's no Asians in this movie Like he was, no Asian women He's taken If you, out. you look at
2: any movies About Los Angeles They act like Asian people Don't live there Which is insane Yeah That's, yeah. that's yeah. Crazy. crazy Hey remember how Buffy the Vampire Slayer Takes place in uh, Ooh, Southern not, California Let's not Let's not Let's not. no Latinos <laughs> No <laughs> Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah it's true it's I a,
0: didn't know it took place In Southern California Yeah it's Southern California There's no Asian people And no Latino people Yeah uh. There will be a literal hell mouth there soon when it collapses into the ocean. Waka <laughs>
2: <Lack-a-lack-a>. waka.
0: Um, <laughs> they then go into... Sorry, I'm just really trying. It's in, fine. They go into Mondo Burger uh, to steal the growth hormone to show it to the cops? Yeah, except uh, I was really wondering whether or not the local cops would be the ones... To be dealing with
1: a growth hormone issue. It's the FDA. Yeah, the so
2: yeah. FDA would be really be the ones that would be the one to want to talk about. Because that's actually,
0: right. but that, but see, what? But our the the weird consent like concession to uh, Ed being a savant, he thinks of that. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, like. The, the court system is clogged. Cops are slow to this. This mm-hmm. would require a federal bureau to sort of oh, investigate properly. So yeah. instead he just pours all the growth hormone into the burger patties that's on the right. Ascendant. Yes, line that's, that's true. And they become... This, this is... I, to, I love this.
2: This actually <laughs> is the best like physical visual comedy moment of, all right. of the movie. The
1: burgers
0: are ginormous. They're, They're enormous
2: and they start exploding. Yes. He basically
0: commits an act of terrorism by yeah. m- using growth hormone to create... Bomb I'm glad that
1: you used the word terrorism too because my boyfriend used the word terrorism while we were watching it's this fucking video. fucking act of terrorism.
0: To they could have killed a lot of people. If I know. really bad. Well, so and he... someone gets stretchered That's out. A... Someone gets stretchered out yes! of a Monoburger while they're celebrating okay. their victory. Like, it's like, that person's... Baby dead is super injured.
1: So, my boyfriend pointed that out, and I was like, No, they didn't kill anyone
0: (laughs) doing this, but he was
1: like, That person is on a stretcher with a cloth over their face.
0: Right, like, please don't look at how mutilated they've gotten. Yeah, they
1: clearly killed a person.
2: Yep.
0: (laughs) But it's all good, dude, because small business beat big business.
2: Rand Paul. yeah. (laughs) So,
0: that's the takeaway. Yeah, I Uh, mean. And um, Kel intimates that he will, like, be there. Or, sorry. What Dexter Keenan. Oh,
1: Keenan. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, we'll
1: continue to, to work it.
0: Good, right? Because he just loves it so much.
2: Right. Okay. I need To be this person that yeah. has to pee in the middle of the podcast.
1: No, we. we podcast. No, that's the thing. We are gonna take. We can take a quick break because I also have to pee. And then when we we, we sum it up, we all have to pee. And then when we get back, we'll do a quick summation. And then we'll do our usual rankings. And it's gonna be a good time, guys. So we'll be right back.
2: All right, guys. With
1: more just, good.
0: After we get through our water sports, we'll come back.
1: (laughs) I'll see you soon. With more Good Burger. Bye. (laughs) table um we have been discussing the movie good burger um i don't know why i said it like that matt's giving me a face Uh,
0: yeah we have been we have
1: we've been discussing the movie good burger Um, and now we're gonna give it uh some final thoughts just a frank
0: just a frank discussion of good burger
1: very frank um do do either of you have final thoughts that you want to give us before we give our ratings um
2: not a good movie better than
1: i thought it was though
0: I think it lives up to its just general rating online middle of the road.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, it was nice to watch a movie for this podcast and not be mad afterwards. Like that's, that was my general thought. Like I didn't feel like I had wasted my time.
0: Yeah. It has some of that like manic energy of Nickelodeon that we liked in the nineties. Uh, but. And, I,
1: and I feel like I've staved Matt off a bit from insisting that we watch Rugrats. I feel like I've given him a little injection of Nickelodeon. Oh,
0: but we are watching Rugrats. <laughs>
1: oh man. I've given him a little injection. And now we can back off a little bit. Yeah, I
0: have a little Nickelodeon methadone, so I'm not I'm not as I'm not as crazy about it. But this movie does also suffer from being an inflated version of a very like simple sketch.
2: Yeah. yeah. The good burger sketches and all that, we didn't, there weren't, this guy didn't even have a name. He didn't even really have a character. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, they had to invent all of this for this movie. Yeah. Um, and while, uh, the chemistry of Keenan and Kel really work for this movie, and everybody is having such a good time, and the script is just good enough, and they are just good enough comedy actors to make it really work, it is like night at the roxbury basically we yeah. Night of at the roxbury yeah. everyone really remembers fondly because it's a series of really good sketches about those two dudes keenan and here
1: keenan and Kyle have a chemistry that i find that i don't think that keenan has ever found with anyone on snl to no, be perfectly frank i
0: mean but he's like a lot of people on snl sort of someone i, I feel this way a little bit about kyle Mooney. Oh, you have thoughts on Kyle Mooney. I really do, and I do, oh. because, I do because it's a joke to have thoughts. Yeah. Because oh. <laughs> it's another of these people who, like, exhibited immense talent and, like, ha- does really good character work. I mean, obviously they're very different people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a fair comparison in some regards. But just people that, um, I don't know, they play their role and got kind of sidelined and almost, like, dampened by their, you know, now... Nine to five, even worse, like sort of version of comedy. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember Kyle Mooney's uh, digital shorts being really surreal to the point I wasn't sure that I actually liked them, but I knew that they were funny, like formally. And yeah. now I look at the digital shorts he does for SNL and I'm just sort of like, you have to do these a lot. Yeah. And yeah. that's what I can tell. Yeah, you're clearly. And that's kind of what you get from <laughs> Keenan as well. Keenan is still really funny.
0: He He's. You see it in this movie, even as a kid. Like yeah. he's right. he's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's he's a great comedy actor. I have a feeling he's never gonna be do better than SNL, which no. is a real shame because no, I no. think if he found again like the right team like he does here, he could have a great comedy career. You
0: listening? I do think... better than that. We think you can.
1: <laughs> well, I think his problem though is he has never asked. I don't think he's ever asked on all of that or SNL or in Good Burger to commit to a part in the way Kel is. Like, there's a part in this movie where Kel is literally, like, sitting in a tub of smoothie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, there's just a level
0: of, like... And it it wouldn't be Nickelodeon if someone wasn't slimed a little bit.
2: Right. (laughs) They ask Cal yeah no Cal Keenan is the straight man has always yeah. been the straight man but if you see his work in SNL you can tell that he can also be absurd right his Steve Harvey is oh yeah the is yeah. really great because <laughs> Steve Harvey, it's like a an interpretation of a man who is just cheatering on the edge of psychosis yes was <laughs> like just about to go off
1: see I miss I miss the uh, what's up with that.
2: Sash. Oh that, that was, was my, so
0: yeah. good so That's good. my
1: favorite one. but I almost wonder if it's if it, I like it because of Keenan or if I like it because Jason Sudeikis would like pop in no randomly from what the background me,
2: what would always get me in that sketch is the the psychotic like the, the absurd like almost uh, pathological look that Keenan would get given the camera when he realized he could make a song out of something. Right. Like, yeah. like there's a moment and only <laughs> here is the piano sing and, like, there's a feeling of dread that right. <laughs> sinks across the room and you can tell he's trying so hard not to sing. But he's gonna do it.
1: He's gonna Linda Bell you a song. <laughs> like, no matter what.
0: <laughs> Alright. It is time now <laughs> to give your final numerical score. Yes. Based on Your projected feelings as children, as adults, and then your actual Mm -hmm. adult feelings. Mm -hmm. So we'll give you, uh, we'll give you the right of, uh, starting first.
2: Me? Yes. Okay, as a child, this movie was fucking home run for me. This movie was a five out of five. Damn. Wow. Yeah, I got the shit out of this movie, I owned the soundtrack, this movie was for some time until I forgot about it because I, the attention span of a child, my favorite movie. (laughs) Uh, As an adult... Yeah, middle of the road. It's uh, about it's three out of five. Uh, it, it gets an extra half star because it's got some really good moments and comedy performances, and also like a great, great soundtrack that they utilize very well. Would I show this to my kids? You know, like they get sick sometimes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is a great movie when you've got a snow day and your kids get sick. Yeah. You know, like this is exactly what this movie is for not good not bad but they'll watch it with you and laugh with you nothing truly offensive in it um a couple of good gags and hopefully they'll be asleep by the end nice yeah
0: i'll take it away go for it uh as a kid i would probably give this a four um it doesn't achieve the perfect rating uh simply because um i'm i was like way more of a sucker for genre so like Fantasy and sci-fi was Uh, like just sort of like what automatically got that shit for me But it's super delightful uh, and uh, I I did see it when I was younger Maybe a couple years after it actually came out uh, and I remember really liking it Um, And yeah as an adult it gets a three as well. Yeah, great. I appreciate seeing people have fun. Yeah, and uh, there was a fair amount of creativity and like energy that went into this like it kept its energy up fairly well for, you know, essentially bloating out a really thin sketch concept into a feature, like a full feature. So yeah, a three.
1: Awesome, Matt. Just so that you know, I am now keeping track in a spreadsheet. I know of what we give these movies. I will definitely not be.
0: This okay. is the
2: most type A thing I've seen all day. <laughs> well, it's be it's
1: because he gave like Super Mario Brothers like something like a four, and I just want. Him I to love know, that movie. I, I just I just want him to know what he is comparing drag like super mario brothers 2 in the future okay i
2: understand
1: anyway i love um, that mo- i love that
0: movie.
1: i i'm aware okay <laughs> so um as a kid i think i would have given this movie a three i definitely saw this movie as a kid um its surrealist points weren't completely the surrealism that i was into mm-hmm. there was not like a lot of sci-fi fantasy elements to it um but I, I definitely would have liked it because I fucking loved all that, which yeah. did have sci-fi fantasy elements yeah. occasionally. Um, so, yeah, definitely a three. As an adult, I feel like I can give it a three, too. Like, like I said, I was not mad watching this movie, which I think has been a common theme of the films that we have watched yeah. for this podcast. Um, sidekicks made me very sad. Like I wasn't angry, but I was sad. I think those are the two things that I'm experiencing. There's a lot the most. of tragedy and
0: weirdness around that movie, though. That's external, almost. It
1: wasn't the tragedy and the weirdness. It was the fact that the word like C H I N K was used in that movie. I'm not gonna say it. Not yeah. that was very comfortable saying. Why
0: don't come <laughs> on? I'm Imagine not someone and that these
2: Nickelodeon era movies, <laughs>
0: movies uh, for kids. It's Fucked up, man. <laughs>
2: Like, I think these movies, though, they prove that you don't actually have to... This movie isn't the the smartest movie. Yeah. It also isn't pandering to the idea that children uh, don't understand humor and are stupid right this has a real plot in it and it's got characters with motivations and there's is an arc even though the arc kind of takes place in the first half hour and last half hour of the movie you know but like you look at a lot of kids movies from the 90s and what you see is just a lot of gross out humor with no connection and no real characters and you you think like like it gets a three i think also because it doesn't treat kids stupidly right
1: and i wouldn't say that this like this movie was a little long. Like the scene where um, Keenan crashes the car, crashes his car into Sinbad's, went on forever.
0: Yeah, it was, like, well, you really know, cool. saying, like you know, saying twenty <laughs> minutes. Yeah, it was solid twenty minutes. Could have been just. Yes,
1: yeah. and then like the dance scene was funny, but it also went on forever. Yeah. Um. So like it was a little overly long, but it wasn't overly long in just like an offensive or this could annoying have way.
2: Eighty-four an minute movie. Oh yeah,
1: 70, know like. 79,
2: even. Yeah, and it would have been a better, leaner, funnier, sharper movie. But like, yeah, the thing is that the things they kept in were really good-natured things that both the parents and their children could have enjoyed yeah it wasn't just a whole bunch of like slime like this guy got pushed in the mud and stuff
0: yeah and only only one cum joke
2: (laughs) yeah just a single
0: cum joke only one
1: just one just the one just the one matt's like having a dalliance with like my empty beer bottle over there
0: Thanks oh. so much for joining us guys okay. On the kids table Matt
1: do oh. not end this podcast before... <laughs> You can
0: find my Okay whoa
1: <laughs> Whoa Okay let me just Matt hates ending the podcast in the correct way Where we like allow the guests To be like Hey this is where you can find me This is what I'm
0: doing <laughs> recently. Okay so yeah that it
2: would be
0: nicer of you I am being, being villainized <laughs> okay. okay sorry please
2: um, you can find me on Twitter at XOXOGASOGIDA. I'm staff writer for Kotaku.com, so you can see my work on there every single day. You can actually go to kidja.com slash sj and just see my articles. Oh! Um, in the next week, I hopefully will have some stuff up about Persona 5. Um, Which
0: looks bonkers.
2: It is so good
0: she's so played bad. it already yeah
2: um and yeah that's pretty much all I'm up to
1: okay Matt where can we find you
0: the same place as Twitter <laughs> I forget what my handle is and uh, <laughs> uh trickscomic.tumblr.com there's a hand-drawn sort of semi-decent comic that I draw uh, and put a page up every Tuesday. Matt's
1: Twitter handle is at Matthew Torpy, and his Tumblr comic about the Tricks Rabbit is really cool. It's about like an apocalyptic world. Yes, yes. Where the Trix <laughs> where the Tricks Rabbit lives yeah. Yeah. with all the other what what company is that?
0: General Mills. All
1: the other General Mills characters. And Kendra, where do we find you? Okay, you. Can- <laughs> I have to advertise myself and Matt. It's really hard. Um, you can find me on Twitter at kendra james underscore remember the underscore or you're gonna get a porn star um and by the time this comes out some things about like a new job where i work will have been announced so that's really cool um and my most recent stuff is on l.com and it's about marvel comics and their diversity or lack thereof um Matt do you know what we're watching next time on the kids table
0: do do you No, I was asking you let's watch you're not gonna like it
1: well I don't want to promise something that we're not gonna deliver
0: it's gonna be warriors of virtue no
1: that's not true (laughs) that's fucking not true more than likely it's gonna be that or rugrats or rookie of the year all right
0: so stay tuned and we love you guys a lot. Max Oh, don't. don't. <laughs> Ew! And. No. That's what
2: the people want. Not okay. No. I can't recommend
0: this to my fans now. Yeah. I'm Just like... tell them not to watch the scary ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we all float
1: down here.
2: Goodbye.
1: Bye. Bye. <laughs>